Happy New Year and welcome to episode 101 of The Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey and hockey fans looking to have fun. Along with you, we try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. And guess what? Everything Seattle Kraken is the NHL. What a winter classic. That was amazing. From the 3 nothing shutout to the Joey Chance to just flying fish, Bowie getting the smackdown on TV. Like, giving the smackdown, I should say. We'll review that. Plus, I don't know. We're on like a thousand-game win streak right now. Life is good. The vibes are good for Seattle Kraken fans. We've got some NHL news, I think. I don't really care because, again, the NHL news is the Seattle Kraken. Note them questions, interference penalties, the three stars of the week. Let's get to it. It's been a little bit since the flu canceled last episode, but we're back. Episode 101 of The Kraken Pod. Let's go. What's up? My name is Jeff Januzic. This is my friend and co-host. Joey. 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 We just need like what? 40,000 more people. Oh, sorry. One, two, three. Joey. Joey. You go. Come on, man. Come on. Well, we got to get together. This is this is absolutely perfect because I do want to start off the podcast by saying Damn, we are so jealous, and I can I guess I can speak for you, Joey. So jealous that we were not in Seattle for the winter classic yesterday. Whoa, you y'all made it look like a huge, amazing, awesome party. Uh, from seeing all your pictures and and the the reports on social media and you tagging us and all this cool stuff that y'all were doing, plus um the broadcast and seeing all the awesome stuff, it just looked amazing. I've never had more FOMO in my life. Um I, I did enjoy watching the game. It was awesome to see, but man, that, that was a little hard. How, how are you feeling while watching it, Joey? Uh, the FOMO is there. The FOMO is very real, but also man, like just shout out to the Kraken pod fam. Like you just said, the number of like photos and tweets and all the shit that was being sent our way, you know, like people like bringing the beers for Beneers koozies into T-Mobile park Awesome. All of that stuff was just incredible. Beautiful. And I know that you mentioned this on on Twitter, but not everyone that listens has it. So I'll just peel back the curtain a little bit. Um, the NHL reached out to us uh, maybe a week ago, and they're like, hey, guess what, guys? You have media credentials. You're going to the Winter Classic. And I'm like, cool. It's in five days. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and spend two thousand fucking dollars and fly cross country because I don't have a life and Jeff doesn't have a family and is buying a house and is moving and we have work and like like I don't know. It was. It took me like I actually got really depressed over it. it, it I had to like pause from like even talking about it for twenty four hours so yeah. I could then kind of regain myself because I honestly was so upset over it. I was like, man, I wish that we would have known not with a week until it's time, you know? Right, <laughs> it right. Was just, it was just too hard to to put together last minute because not only last minute flights, the game obviously was taken care of. Um, and shout out to the NHL. I mean, it's, it's not on them. It's just, you know, this is a massive event and we're two fucking idiots with the podcast. So I don't, I, I was even surprised that the, you know, NHL PR got to us. And then 
Uh, and then, yeah, so that, you know, hotels. And also for me, and this is more of a personal thing, I'm from fucking Washington State. I have a million family members there. I haven't been home in like eight years. I can't just pop in for a quick weekend and all like it would be an entire thing for me. I'd probably have to like rent a car, like go to my uncle's house this day. My sister's on. the. It would be like a massive, massive undertaking. I was like, I don't have the time or the money for this at all. So we will figure it out in the future. I was upset about it. I took 24 hours and then I was like, all right, dude, get over your shit. Just keep keep moving forward and keep doing your thing. Yeah, uh, you know, we 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 kindly declined and thanked the NHL, and they were super cool, um, and totally, hopefully, set it up so that we can do something here in the new, in the near future. It actually, I was kind, of, I felt the same way, Joey. I've, I've definitely mourned it uh, because, you know, as a lifelong hockey fan, like, wow, I actually got invited by the NHL to go to this really historic thing that's happening with a yes. team that I absolutely love. Um, and it was tough. It absolutely was tough, but it, it has lit a fire. Not that it wasn't there before, but like, I want to get to a game this season. So, um, you know, that's, that's like my Kraken pod, uh, 2024, uh, new year's resolutions is get to a game this season before playoffs. So we got a couple of months to organize that. We also have, you know, uh, Mardi Gras and then moving and like all that sort of stuff you got, you, you mentioned. So, um, yes, lots you know, of lots of lots of things happening right now. And then my see, I mentioned to you just off the pot, my water heater just blew out like two yeah. days ago. So that's a you know a, a a couple thousand dollars that I had to come up with last minute. So yep. if I were in Seattle during the winter and all this stuff happened while I was out, it would be like fuck. I I made a, I need to be home now. Yeah, I made a mistake. Yeah. Um, but also you know we lived vicariously through you. Um, and you 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 know went to the game, partied had a blast. It was just awesome. Um, yes. We have so much to talk about with this, this team right now, but we got to start with the winter classic. Yes. So let's get right to it. Let's get to your Kraken reaction. Forty-seven, three hundred thirteen, forty-seven thousand three hundred thirteen people attended the winter classic between the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'm pretty sure they were all Kraken fans at T-Mobile yes. um, Park. Man, holy smokes. That was awesome. Everything about it uh, was just perfect from the way they set up the ice. And and um, I will say, I just remembered this, Joey, is the thing that really got me about not being at the uh, Winter Classic and having the media passes to go, you know, it wasn't like, I mean, we saw fellow podcasting friends like talking to players and I, all I could think of was like, man, I want to ask Vince Dunn about Thundertaker in person, see his reaction. But the thing that really got me was when they let the media skate on the ice. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. And also like the the media skating on the ice, but then the media skating on the ice with the players while doing player interviews. I'm like, oh, come on. Because skating on the ice wasn't enough. You get to like just go out there and hang out with these dudes. Yeah, I know that you know, no big deal. Just a yeah. once in a lifetime. Nope. Uh, they fl- yeah. Hey, look, they flexed on us. They fl- they didn't. They weren't. They were not thinking about the Kraken pod, but they flexed on us. And uh, totally fair, totally yeah. fair for flexing yeah. on us. But- I get it. I would have been flexing on everyone else too. I'd have been like, "Look what I'm doing, and you're not, bitches." No, I wouldn't have done any of that. Yeah. <laughs> what I is it you- like? Oh my god, this is insane! I can't believe I'm doing this right now. This is nuts. My first time. I by the way, I've never been ice skating. 
So oh. that would be like my first time ice skating ever is on the ice for the Winter Classic. I would be like, I do not deserve any of this shit. Go out on top. Go out on top. Absolutely. We'll get you one of yeah. those little. We'll get, we. I would get you one of those little like walkers, the ice walkers that little kids use to like keep up and like we'll put we'll tape a microphone to it and you could just chase players around that way. That'd be awesome. Oh fuck that, dude! You gotta just let me go. Take the training wheels off and just watch me eat shit. But you'll <laughs> be the guy who's you know you gotta you're getting all the content for it. It's perfect. It's just me out there just flailing and everyone's oh, like, God. why does this guy have a hockey podcast? Here's here's <laughs> here's Joey's interview with uh, Vince Dunn. Uh, hey Vince, whoa 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 whoa. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> God damn it. It's like um, Vince Dunn was scratched from the game today because a podcaster grabbed his arm on the way down and uh, sprained his oh my God. MCL. We yeah, would be like, I'm going to kill that motherfucker. <laughs> we would be put into a bunker underneath T-Mobile <laughs> and never allowed to leave. But uh, fire me into the sun. All right. So you as a Washington Statonian, as a Washingtonian. Um, Washingtonian, yes. What, what did you think of what did you think of all the just well, I think you you tweeted it and you basically said like Seattle is going so fucking Seattle right now or so it's Seattling so hard and it was everything about it was an ode to Seattle and um to the Kraken and to the city yes. what did you think about the vibes uh like the throwing of the fish uh which by the way how did those those dudes not hit players or the cameramen as the players were were coming out onto the ice the flames the fish like what did you think of it all I thought, yeah, the tweet was uh, Seattle is Seattling so fucking hard right now. And I absolutely love it. And it's exactly how I felt. It's kind of what I thought would happen when I read or yeah, when I read that, you know, like Sir Mix-a-Lot would be introducing the team. I mean, the dude's from Seattle. Random story. I've actually partied with him in Austin. Um, Yeah, I like won this thing for South by Southwest. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. But anyways, um, sweet story. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and he's awesome. Like I just talked to him about the Seahawks for like an hour. Uh, yeah, man. So I, I don't know. It was, it was, it was exactly what I wanted it to be. Heart, by the way, how good did heart sound? First oh, yeah. intermission, just absolutely incredible. Just hitting all the beats, um, like just holding it down for the Seattle music scene. Unbelievable. Um, T-Mobile park. Um, I know that you haven't been there because you've gone to everywhere in the Pacific Northwest except for Washington. Exactly. Um, you hate Washingtonians. Yeah. Um, but it's situated to where when you look outside of the park, you you see like downtown Seattle in the in the background. And that's obviously how it was designed with the placement and everything. Lumen Field is is also kind of like right there, like across the street, essentially. Um, it was just beautiful, man. Like I knew Seattle would show out for it. We have shown that Seattle is a great hockey town. We have shown that the Kraken fan base is fucking real. The biggest thing that I, one of the things that I think is hilarious is when, when there's a new team and you're like, oh yeah, I like the Kraken. Everyone's like, yeah, bandwagon. It's like, well, they didn't exist, homie. So what did you want me to do? Like just not like them until they've been around for a decade? How does this work for you? You tell me how my fandom should work. No, but Seattle has done a great job. Uh, the Seattle Kraken fan base has done a great job of just showing so much love for this team. I thought it was great. The introductions were great. The throwing of the fish, the building of the docks, the boys coming out looking like Alaskan fishermen was great. Vegas came out, uh, uh, dresses Elvis Presley, but it wasn't like an actual Elvis. It was like the Elvis. If you're blackout drunk at a chapel at 4 AM and it's like pay 30 bucks and you're married. It's like, it's like, it's like a Britney Spears. And, uh, it was like guy Kevin Federline, whatever the fuck. I probably just fucked that guy's name up. No, but, uh, that was it. It was whoever, like her backup dancer, dude. Like that's the Elvis that they were dressed up as. Um, I just thought it was fantastic, man. Like the weather was great. It was like, you know, oh. in the 40 degrees. 
uh, you know, for Seattle that this time of year, you can't ask for more than that. A little bit cloudy. The, the cloud cover actually helped out the goalies. I took the over on the game because all yeah. the reports were that the sun was going to be a problem. Vince Dunn was not happy about it. The goalies were like, this is going to be hard to track. And I'm like, oh, like the, the, the projected goals was like five and a half for the game. I'm like, yeah, they're going to score six plus combined. Anyways, that did not happen. I don't give a shit. The Kraken won the game. And overall, I just feel fantastic, man. Like the city of Seattle and everything showed out. And there were just some great videos, especially from like the press box and media members, just kind of scanning across the crowd and just seeing a sold-out T-Mobile Park, Seattle in the background, and a beautiful day with some outdoor hockey. It was awesome. Um, just the vibes, they were immaculate. This felt so good. And as far as the game goes, uh, from the very beginning of the game, it just felt like Vegas did not exist. Um, which also too, like, dude, d- don't even bother with the Elvis stuff. Like, this is Seattle. This is not. This is this Seattle's time. Don't even try to like do Las Vegas shit. Like, this the game's not yes. about you. Yeah. And the, and what's awesome is the Kraken on the ice said the same thing. They said this game's not about you. We're we're having fun. Um. Uh. And like you know, Borgie said, uh, I I had I had a blast. You know, he had he had fun scoring his first goal of the season. But, um, you know the the. From puck drop on, it just it was like this is Seattle Kraken hockey. They're going to win this game. It's good. It just felt easy. It just felt like great. Like they just embraced it and played awesome and just they they grinded, 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 and it it turned into an amazing effort. Of course, Joey Decord. Holy shit, this guy is just the story. He's so fun. Great personality. Uh, somebody that we can really latch on to. He's on fire right now. He literally was walking out uh, uh, to the ice on fire. At least the pictures made it seem that way. Um, but like, just amazing. The whole story of the game was was fantastic. The way, like, like, like Golvenin's tip, like that, that right there, that a goal like that, that just just makes me so pumped. Uh, for that that tip from from Vince Dunn's blast, I mean they got on it too. His goal was just unlike. I mean that was the most like picturesque Yanni Gord slash Seattle totally. cracking goal. This is the team from last year. Exactly, exactly. They just they just figured it out. Now, like you know, it is different. It is different to play outside. You know, the ice is a factor. Which next year, I hope there's a prop bet on like you know how soon into the game will the announcers start talking about ice quality, uh, which mm-hmm. would be like you know over under four seconds. Yes. Um, because that's all they talk about and the ice held up pretty well. It's just, it's different outside when you're playing hockey and it really fit the Kraken's game, which is, I think that that's what that's, that's why they won is because Seattle, or I'm sorry, the golden Knights are more of a fast paced breakout team and yes. they couldn't do that out there. And I think, uh, the ice did help them out. So long Wayne story Gretzky, short. Sorry, uh, uh, Wayne, uh, you know, Wayno, the all time goat. Um, and by the way, the sport of hockey is so fucking cool. And I'm just thinking about this as a new hockey fan. Sorry to cut you off there, Jeff. No, I was, yeah. was going to add to your point. Um, the sport of hockey is so fucking cool because uh, as I am watching Wayne Gretzky do the NHL on TNT broadcast live from T-Mobile Park in Seattle, the whole time I just kept like thinking about if this were a different sport, if this were like an outdoor basketball game, which I'm not trying to paint anybody for the Sonics or anything like that, but, and this would be the equivalent of Michael Jordan sitting on the desk live from Seattle calling a Seattle Sonics game. I mean, that moment wasn't lost on me. It's so incredible to just see him so actively 
a part of the game still and just his overall love for it and how happy he is uh, for it. This is really random. Um, and I don't typically listen to this podcast, but it, I think it came up as a recommendation because I've been taking in so much fucking hockey content. Uh, Theo Vaughn had Wayne Gretzky on his podcast. Huh. And they talked for all like an hour and a half. Incredibly insightful. Super good dude. Um, and it's worth a listen. So if you want to learn more about Wayne Gretzky, check that out. But my point I was going to add to yours was, um, Wayne was talking about, you know, good ice and bad ice and how it's really hard to control the puck at high speeds, which was what you just mentioned with how the Seattle crack and play, which is why he predicted a lot of dump and chasing and stuff like that, which is, I think the Seattle crack and adjusted their game very well, uh, for the winter classic. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. Theo Vaughn, by the way, is, is from right around the corner. Yeah, he's from, from Louisiana. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's from Covington, um, which is like literally the next city over from me. Um, you know, I think that uh, it, it suited the Kraken. The Kraken win that game. Everything was fantastic about it. Um, at times, I did feel like while I believe the TNT crew. Um, they, they, they've turned it into a party. Like they've turned hockey into a party as much as they can. I mean, you know, Wayne Gretzky's awesome. He's a little dry, you know I mean? So they have to have to offset him a little bit, which is good. Um, but the whole buoy thing, the whole buoy thing. I love it. I with, fucking love it. With Paul Bissonette, Biz Nasty, who's, pl- who's playing his part as the heel. As and the heel. Since, since Bowie's come around, they've had beef, which is fantastic. And it really yeah. is just a great, great bit. And, um, you know, Pulling back the curtain here is because uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but there's a there's a there's a person who's inside of the the buoy suit. Um, Got to give credit because don't do that you know, to me. It's like ruining Christmas. Sorry, Biz. Biz is uh you know uh, he's a, he was a career goon and he um you know he he came in pretty hot. Like you know Bowie had the big uh although Bowie did come in pretty hot too with those those oversized boxing gloves. Yes, that's why I did the Rocky quote. <laughs> yeah, which is fantastic. That great tweet, uh 10 out of 10. And then with Biz with throwing the microphone off of Bowie's like schnoz. That was pretty yeah. I yeah. could hear the, the thump. elbow drop, the body check. I was like, "Oh man, they're really going out. This is great material." Yeah, yeah, it, it worked out fantastic. And then how about Wayne just kind of checking his notes while it was all going on? He's like, "That was the highlight. It's just Wayne Gretzky in the background like <laughs> And then looking down to prepare for the next segment while while Biz Nasty is just fighting a troll. I mean, it's it's fantastic TV. And this is what hockey needs to grow the game. Like this yep. is this this whole bit um between them two. I I legitimately think, and I'm putting my homer to the side, I think it's one of the best things going on in hockey right now. They're clearly having fun with it. The commercial that they did with Marshawn Lynch with like the dunk tank. Yep. I'm like, this is what we need. Give us more of this. Like, he he gets to be the heel. Bowie gets to be the troll that constantly pisses him off. And they go back and forth at it. I I fucking, I can't love it anymore. Yep. I think, I think Bowie, 2024 is the year that Bowie can overtake um, Gritty, the Philadelphia Flyers mascot, for like the most, you know, liked mascot in, in, in maybe the most polarizing at the least. So, um, yes. Great, great bit. Everything about it was fantastic. The players just had a blast. They beat the Golden Knights three nothing. And like, Blanked. let's just talk. Let's just talk about hockey in general. Five game win streak. Yes. Um, the the guys are really playing well right now. Again, Winter Classics a little different gameplay, but they have to be feeling. I mean, I, they're feeling fantastic. They're having fun. Um, everything about it right now just feels so good. Long way to go. Right into the yeah. new year now, finally into 2024. But I mean, 
you can't not feel great about having that five game win streak, having a goaltender who's arguably playing at the top of his position in the entire league. He's one of the best. Um, Everybody's, you know, it's again, it's scoring by committee. Um, Guys are pitching in, they're doing the thing. They've locked down the defense. Like everything right now feels just fantastic. They're winning the games that they weren't winning to get them to those nine overtime, you know, uh, points. Right. So um, everything right now is just, is just feeling great. And the winter classic has set the vibes to, I, I think almost for sure a season high, um, and the winter classic was just like the icing on the cake for man. What a, what an awesome, if the season could end right now, I, I'd be all about it. It'd be awesome. Minus them being one point out of a wild card, but yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I, I, I could not agree more on the non-hockey note that we, for, that we failed to mention, which I'd be remiss if we, if we, uh, just kind of bypass this, the national anthem, that kid, and I should have gotten his name, and that's on me, but shredding the national anthem, an ode to Jimi Hendrix, an ode to Seattle. Um, absolutely incredible because he took he took the national anthem on the guitar and he added in his own little flavor to it, and the kid just absolutely killed it. Um, just not not something I wanted to bypass at all. From a, on a hockey standpoint, I mean, again, you know, I can't. This team has really started to turn things around, um, and you and I have talked about this a lot. We've been a we've been a pro Joey Pod since literally day one. I think it's been I think we started talking about him two years ago, just being like, "Yeah, we fucking love this kid." Yep. Um, but you especially have talked a lot about because again, you grew up watching hockey. You understand how it goes. But when a team gets hot, it's it's typically because their goalie gets hot and they can ride that wave and really start to make a change. And I know that overall, I'm not taking any credit away, you know, from the rest of the team, you know, they're, they're playing more cohesive. They're playing great swapping a fifth round pick, by the way, for Tatar, who has seemed to unlock Matty Beneers this season. I mean, everyone's like, wait, he's only scored one goal in 29 games with the ass. What's he going to do for the crack? And five days later, he's got two goals and an assist. I'm like, what the, like, what's going on here? So, um, that little tweak to the roster, starting to get guys back healthy, but riding Joey Decord, man. I mean, last week he was one of the three players in the NHL who was the NHL player of the week. He's performing like a top three goalie in the entire league right now. In his last eight starts, the Kraken are 6-0-2. I mean, the guy had fucking 35 saves um, yesterday in the Winter Classic to, to win the game. It's his second NHL shutout. The last time he did that was only December 12th, and that was against Florida. And I'm just like, dude, this kid is just playing on a whole nother level. And if that wasn't enough, if him, if him being the future potential, you know, franchise goal at this Seattle Kraken, I'll just go ahead and say that right now. I don't think that's a shocking statement. Um, the guy gets on the mic afterwards for the for the post game on NHL on TNT and just absolutely murders it. Like took the spotlight away from biz nasty was giving him shit was just throwing jokes in there. And they're even making, they're even joking around like, damn dude, do you want to, you want to come with us and do our next broadcast? Like the guy's got a, the guy's got a future career in broadcasting as well. So top, you know, top personality. Um, there was a, a thing uh, before the game pregame where they were asking, uh, I saw like an interview with Matty Beneers and they're like, who has the best social media presence presence. And he was like, Joey Decord. We call him the Instagram King. Because he's the guy that crushes it on socials, he crushes it in the game, and now he crushes it on the mic and post game. So there's 
there's nothing I don't I don't love about this guy. He's a pro. I mean, pro Joey podcast from one Joey to another. Nothing but love. We're gonna get him on the pod in the future. Like it's happening. Um, can't say enough about it. And as good as he keeps playing, the Kraken are gonna follow that lead. And by the way, we're not gonna do any previews. Their next game is against Ottawa on Thursday. This podcast comes out today. That's two more days of rest. And then they don't play again until Tuesday, Jeff. That's five days of rest. That's some bonus. This team can beat Ottawa, have six in a row, and then get almost a week off and then hit the road. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm, I'm ready for this. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm feeling pretty good about everything. Also feeling really good because breaking news in the oh. World Junior Championships, uh, Chechia just beat Canada in the quarterfinals off a last-second goal to take the lead and win the game. So Canada is out. And there's nothing better than seeing... Uh, crowd shots of dejected, destroyed Canada fans. So uh, Team USA is is uh, starting their game coming up here in just a little bit. I think they're playing. I forgot who they're playing, but they're playing here uh, soon in the quarterfinals. So it's team it's Team USA's. Um, I mean, look, uh, uh, the you know international game is is pretty good. So I'm not saying it's uh, theirs to get, but uh, they've yes. got an opportunity to go get it. So let's go Team USA. Canada is toast. They're out. So I love it. The hockey vibes are good. And speaking of hockey vibes, we'll go back uh, a couple of games, kind of quickly go over what's been going on, part of this epic five-game win streak, um, which it's just we're in that bizarre uh, – uh, and, and and you, Joey, and, and you listening, you know this. We're in that bizarre, like, Christmas, New Year's. If you got kids, like, your kids may or may not be in school, probably not. Uh, we're in, like, this blur of, like, what day is it? What time is it? Um, Christmas seems like it was a, a year ago already. Well, it literally was. Um, but like everything's so weird. We got to go back to uh, uh, way back. What? Like almost a, a week and a half. Is it? Is that? Is that right? Because we haven't Dude, talked. No, it was it was weird. Like I, I had the I, flu. You had, had the, the flu. flu. I threw my back out in my sleep. Like I just woke up and I couldn't move. Um, I'm yep. still rocking a heating pad now. This is almost 40. So I don't know. Like it's been weird. Every day has been the same. This is the first day where things are quote unquote getting back to normal. Even then, like I'm still wearing sweatpants. So yeah, I yeah. don't really know. I don't really know what to do. So, yeah. well, so let's just go back a little bit. Part of this run is uh, Saturday, which would be uh, the what was it? It was just after Christmas, I guess, um, or before Christmas, uh, beating the Ducks three to two. Yes. Uh, Vince Dunn, team leader in points. He just continues to be a leader, um, you know, bombing stretch passes, uh, just just crushing it. Um, that was an awesome win. What I really like about this stretch, too, is the fact that these guys you know, they're, they're winning the tight games that they weren't winning. I mentioned it just a little while ago in the pod, but like yes. they're winning tight games. They're, they're on, they're coming out the victor in these tight games that a month ago they weren't winning. Yeah, no, couldn't agree with you more. I mean, this is a game, you know, Anaheim, they're starting to get back. Uh, they're starting to get back healthy. I mean, obviously, you know, Zegras was out a number of weeks. The guy comes back and scores a Michigan goal, which by the way, that was the second Michigan goal tonight. Did you see that Connor Bedard Michigan goal? Oh my God. Yeah. And then he follows it up with like, did you see the overtime goal he had where he out at three on one? What are your thoughts when you see a player do stuff like that at 18 years old, Jeff? Oh, the dude's epic. Like he's, he just ripped he's his shot. They've been saying it since the beginning and it's true. If you watch it, like he just, I don't know. He look, he just fired another shot. Like in the middle of me talking, like, boom, it's like, it comes out of nowhere. Like he just, <laughs> it's like, so quick. you know, some guys you watch it, like you can, you can like count like, okay, he's going to shoot it. One, two, three, there's the shot. 
Connor Bedard's like half a second. As soon as he decides to shoot it, it's already gone. And and honestly, I've been over Michigan goals do not impress me. I've been over oh, it. Oh, don't be that guy. Oh, no, you're no. Just old head. No, no. I I mean, like, I'm all about crazy plays and doing I but like Michigan goals, like I've just not I don't I don't know. I, I think that uh I'm not impressed by it. Like, uh, I, I think it's Nia Twain. That don't impress me much. It does not. And so like <laughs> Zegris, cool. Like good. Like I'm, I'm, you know, look, I'm, I'm glad it's part of the game, but I'm just, I'm, I was more impressed by the Connor Bedard overtime, uh, just ripping it right up the middle and just taking that goalie, uh, by surprise and winning the game, which is pretty awesome. So, um, yeah, Zegris, Michigan goal, whatever. All good. Um, Come on, man. I know. Kill me over here. Sorry. Sorry. I got the Shia Twain song. Now in my head, I'm like, okay, so you've scored a goal. That don't impress me much. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. But no, I, I agree. The, the three-on-one in the overtime um, was was more impressive. But uh, but overall, anyways, his uh, his he's, his play – I don't know, dude. The kid is otherworldly talented. But going back to the game oh, yeah. against Anaheim – uh, by the way, Tomas Tatar with this sweet fucking backy. Uh, that was his second goal with the crack, and he'd been there for a week. Decord again has 32 saves. You know, you're not going to make a save on that Michigan goal. I mean, even Zegers afterwards talked about how when he's in that position in a game, a lot of times there's room above a goalie's shoulders to score, and uh, and he knew he was going to be able to do that. At this point, um, after this game, this was the a point earned for the crack in six straight games, uh, and it was just a great... Uh, a great game all around. And there's a quote from Tatar um, that I wrote down. That I want to read really quick because I just thought it was really emblematic of how, what the team um, has done as far as embracing him and just where he's at. And the quote from him was, it feels great to have that opportunity when hockey feels right again. I am very grateful for the guys and how they welcomed me here in Seattle. It was not easy, but it was also pretty fast. Everything happening in a span of 48 hours but it looks like me, Maddie, and Ebbs are building some chemistry, and I'm having a lot of fun. I fucking love it. I love it. I love reading that. The team's embraced him. He's embraced the team. The guy's having fun. And basically, since he's gotten to Seattle, the, the team's gotten hot. So he hasn't experienced any of the downside that we've basically have been experiencing up until this point in the season. So, Tomas Tatar, uh, welcome to Seattle. You are a very, very welcome addition. And again, you mentioned it earlier. Is like he's there to, to open up the ice because he's he's so s- sick with his moves. It gives more space for Maddie and Ebbs to do some some business. So um, the Calgary win was awesome. I was I was worried for Driggs um, coming in because as we now know, like that was his first NHL start in how you have it like in two years, and he came yeah. in and just like played lights out. It was incredible what happened. Um, yeah. Just another part of this really great run. They beat the Flames two to one in a yeah. tight, tight game. Yeah, and in their short history, the Kraken have been not good against Calgary. Whether it's in their barn, Saddle Dome, shout out to the Saddle Dome, or in Seattle, like it just hasn't happened. But I mean, the guy, like you said, he hasn't played in nearly in nearly two years, and he goes out there and holds them to one goal on thirty-seven saves. It's a nine-seven-four save percentage. I Crazy. think that's pretty great. And the biggest thing for me was the biggest takeaway is just he's such a good dude, right? I mean, you see him rooting on Joey Decord, and he's just so happy and giving him hugs and encouraging him. You know, he's operating as a mentor. Obviously, you know, he went down to Coachella Valley. He's been playing there for a little bit. So we know that he was ready to go, but he hasn't gotten the shot because between Drieger and Decord, or sorry, between uh, the German gentleman and Decord, you know, he hasn't had any room. His post-game interview with Piper Shaw, 
where he was just, you know, she's asking him questions about the game. And, and he, and he says, this is the most adversity I've ever faced in my career. It's been a long road. You know, I've been working with medical staff. It's been a lot of hours. Um, you know, I finally got back in there. It was very emotional and just like his little, and it's like a little nuanced thing, but afterwards, um, he's walking away from, from the interview and he looks at her and he goes, thank you, Piper. But it was like the most sincerest, like you can just tell that he is so, you know, he knows what's going on in the moment. He's very appreciative of it. It's impossible not to root for Chris Drigger to do good things. And for him to go out there on the ice and do that as well, like you said, icing on the cake, right? I mean, this is another reason why this team is really starting to come together right now. If he keeps playing like this, holy shit. And I started to get nervous because a week or two ago, I don't know if you saw this, there was stuff floating around that the Seattle Kraken might be looking to trade him. Hmm. And so as he's playing well, I'm watching it and I'm like, shit, is this, uh, <laughs> is this just giving the Seattle Kraken and, and, you know, Ronnie Francis, WWRD, some ammunition, right, to potentially trade a Chris True. Trigger? I would hate to see that because I fucking love this guy. But anyways, it was, it was great to see that. It was great to get the win. Uh, Yams and Wenny got goals. Seven-point win streak for the Kraken. Um, and, and also shout out to Adam Larson because that was his 304th consecutive game. Uh, that's the fifth active uh, longest streak in the NHL for the Ironman. Obviously, you know, you have Phil Kessel and Brent Burns in there, uh, but, uh, but don't sleep on fucking Adam Larson, fifth all-time, man. That, that's not a joke. 304 uh, consecutive games at this point is a big deal. Also, team mascot, too, you know, with the, with the bowl cut. So, I mean, that's very Oh, my impressive. God, dude. The yeah, bowl the cut t-shirts. That- ever since that happened, ever since that yeah. happened, different chemistry. I wonder if Driggs is behind it. I'm sorry. I wonder if um, Decord, Joey Decord is behind it because he's he was wearing it yesterday. So, like, he's he's fired up about that. Um, yes. Yeah. Friday, last Friday versus Philadelphia. Philadelphia, one of the hotter teams in the league. They had just beaten Vancouver uh, the night before. Yeah. Um, so, the fact that no, we win in overtime. Like, what? <laughs> we, we, an overtime win is part of this streak? Like, yeah. I can't believe we actually – we. How do we pull that off? So, like, to beat a team that's pretty hot, a tight game, very physical team. Yes. That, you know, we played up to that, and we played physical right there with them, and we we grinded through that. And the fact that we won it in overtime, did not go to a shootout. How refreshing. Just fantastic. Not only did we win it in overtime, but it was Justin Schultz of all people. I mean, if you had to guess who was going to score in overtime, you probably, one, wouldn't have picked the Seattle Kraken, and two, you definitely wouldn't have picked Schultzy. True. I'll take whatever result. And the great part is the person that set him up on the play was Oliver Bjorkstrand in his 500th career NHL game. So he managed to do it during a milestone game for himself. The Kraken are down one nothing in the third period, and the Dundertaker rips one, and he ends up scoring. Your boy. So it was just a great overall win, man. And, you know, again, this is their fourth win in a row. The boys are starting to roll, and it's right before the Winter Classic. It's the perfect way to cap off a 2023 and go into 2024 on a four-game heater. And that's why I took this Yellow Kraken to win the Winter Classic yesterday. Not because Homer things. I think I try to call, you know, I try to be as objective as possible. I just felt like Vegas has been slipping a little bit lately, and and Seattle's been really hot. Like, they're really starting to find their groove. True. They they weren't going to, you know, let this moment and let this game be taken away from them, and they didn't. And that's why they won the Winter Classic. Um, Undefeated in 2024 champs, raised the banner. Um, yep. And now they yep. won five games in a row, and the boys are high. Like I said, Ottawa Thursday, next game not until Tuesday at Buffalo. 
Like this team has a serious chance to win six in a row and then just chill out for five days. It's uh, it's it's ours to take. Like you mentioned, we're, we're a point out of a wild card spot. They're climbing up the rankings. Um, we're right there in the mix. If we string together a couple more wins, uh, and and we do, like we have to, you know, we obviously this is, I don't know if this makes sense to you or not, but we have to win more than we lose if we want to make the playoffs. Very groundbreaking analysis there. Um, but I think it can happen. I mean, obviously the vibes are good. So, yes. you know, we're heading in that direction. Yeah. Um, you mentioned putting some money down on the game. Good job on that. I know you use the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Correct. Correct. Awesome. Good job. You can too do the same thing. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. You know, we're heading into the the second half of the NHL season. Um, We're going to have a lot of great matchups. It's going to be time for playoffs here before you know it. The races are getting hot. Make sure you are downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code THPN. That's the Hockey Podcast Network. We're proud members of that. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 in hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net and see our show notes um, for details. Which, by the way, too, um, I think if you're going with for uh, the Coach of the Year, the Jack Adams Award, yeah. Um, you should look to see where Rick Tockett is. I'm telling you, he's he's still at like plus 200. I'm pretty sure that's like an easy bet right there. What'd you uh, get him at? Uh, plus 600. Oh, Jesus. Uh-huh. Yep. So I'm on, I uh, wait, maybe plus five because I put $100 down to win 600 bucks. So Okay. I mean, that's, um, that's freaking sweet, man. I think you did great there. Yeah. yeah. I, what I did was I kind of chopped it up. I took like a hundred dollars and I, or $150 and I split it between the, the top three. And at the time, um, Rick Tockett and the Canucks were doing pretty well. And you know, like obviously they've got, gotten better. Um, anyway, so long story short, I would look into that. I'm really a big fan of these award futures bets, which is pretty cool. So they're, they're fun to, to play with. So a lot Maddie Beneers last year with the call that sprinkling, we call it sprinkling in the betting world. You're sprinkling Ooh, a little bit of action. I didn't know what that was. That's cool. I didn't there you know that go. Was the you term. sprinkled some action. Look at you. Sweet. Okay, cool. Um, Raycon. Raycon Christmas might be over, but uh, you know, they're still giving you sweet deals on Raycon. What is Raycon? Raycon is all about quality audio products, right? Shop Raycon products right now. Save up to 50% off. Up to 50% off. There's so many awesome deals going on right now. You can also, too, I'm talking like um, the uh, uh, the earbuds, right? High quality earbuds. The audio is amazing. The battery is super long. It's not going to die out on you as quickly as some other brands out there um and just the audio quality is fantastic bluetooth speakers everything you want for audio whether you're listening to the kraken pod or your favorite tunes you're working out i mean they got their their um earbuds are awesome for workouts too because you know they're they're really good about sticking in your ear not falling out you need to go check it out go to buyraycon.com slash thpn to get 20 uh, 15% off, get 15% off right now. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN for 15% off your Raycon order. Go do it. Note them questions. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. This one's pretty simple. And I want to throw this out there. Um, I know, you know, we're obviously been doing this for a long time. We're at 101 episodes. Um, 
we've uh, answered a lot of things, uh, I think, redundantly, but it's totally fine. If you got a question that you feel is a dumb question, you're afraid to ask on the podcast, ask us. We'll answer it uh, endlessly for you. And Amanda was watching the uh, Winter Classic yesterday. She's an OG fan. We've answered questions for her before via Twitter, via X. I truly do not understand the interference penalty as a whole. She's talking about Adam Larson's penalty that got the uh, ineffective Golden Knights power play. Um, I've had so many people explain it. I just cannot comprehend. Like, isn't the whole point to keep the other team, them, from getting at uh, to the puck? Kraken pod. Care to take a crack at it? Hashtag no question. So good job with the no questions. Interference is pretty, like, if, if a, okay, so if you, the uh, uh the other team has the puck right and you can you can get in there and you can pretty much you know physically knock them off the puck but if a player does not have the puck you can't get in their way you can't purposely try to slow them down if it naturally happens that's one thing you still might get popped for interference but if you are intentionally trying to slow down a player who does not have a puck then that's going to be interference. It's pretty simple. You cannot slow down or try to stop or impede the progress of a player who does not have the puck. Um, and also, too, like you can't, if they do have the puck, you can't, you know, grab them, hold them. It's like football. You can't hold on to them and go for a ride. Um, that's going to be possibly holding. There's a million different ways that refs are going to look to call a penalty on you if you're screwing around too much and you're taking too many liberties. So the the long and short of it is you can't purposely knock somebody down get in their way, hold them back, especially if they don't have the puck because you're playing with fire right there and you're going to get you're going to get called. So it's very very simple how interference works. Don't screw with people who don't have the puck and then you're, you know, you're not going to get called for interference. You know, it's just yeah. like it's just like in football or any other sport. Sometimes you have to do it because maybe, you know, your ass is getting beat, right? And you, you know, this guy's flying by you, so you got to take a penalty just to save him from scoring a goal. And you got to let your so there's some strategy there, but that's that's a, a a short answer to what interference is, um, and great note of question. And like I said, we'll answer things repeatedly. So thank you, Amanda. I appreciate I love that. it. Yep. Um, I tell you what, three stars of the week. It's it's been a couple of weeks. It's been a blur. The holidays. Um, this is where Joey and I kind of talk about our our personal lives and we rank things. Um, I'll start off, Joey. I'm coming. Yeah, in please. High. I'm just going to say uh, no flu is uh, my third star of the week. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, it, was a, it was a combination. I had flu A um, and everybody's getting hit with something right now. There's some funk or the flu or COVID's back, you know, and, and lurking around. And um, I got the flu and I got really just tired, just really exhausted um, congestion. Um, but I just felt just, completely dead to the world for like two or three days. It wasn't overly terrible. I did have aches. I did have some chills, no fever, which was weird. Um, but the worst part was like, I had to stay away from my family, you know, like right in the middle of Christmas. Um, it was just after Christmas, literally Christmas day, I started feeling rough. And so for like three days, I was just, you know, kind of out, like it was nice to rest, but at the same time, like, you know, we're in the middle of doing stuff with the move and all that sort of stuff. So, um, while I still do feel like I'm, 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 like 99%, I can feel a little bit of like the aftermath of it all. Um, you know, I haven't exercised in a week, just get my energy back. So I do feel like I'm a little, you know, uh, I'm a little bloated, I guess, or something, you know, mentally too. So I need to start getting back, back into that, but no flu and not having it going into the new year. That's my third star of the week. I love it. 
My, I mean, I don't love you getting the flu, but I love you moving on from it. My, yeah. <laughs> my third star of the week is the Pop Tart mascot. Still thinking of him. Uh, and this is this all stemmed from the Pop Tarts Bowl, which fantastic name for a bowl game. It's all you know. It's all part of the branding experience. Kansas State versus North Carolina State. I mean, just a dancing, ridiculous Pop Tart running around, smacked the ref on the ass at one point, just acting a complete fool. And then at the end of the game, goes into a giant oversized toaster, goes into the toaster, comes out, giant edible Pop-Tart, and the winning team starts eating it. So just incredible. I can't even imagine uh, how much revenue the Pop-Tart mascot generated for Pop-Tarts in general. Um, still thinking about that mascot. Probably one of the best ever. The Cheez-Its Bowl, I think, was yesterday. And they tried to unveil the Cheez-Its mascot. It wasn't the same. It's a little too late. Pop-Tart mascot for the win. Uh, they they spent $2 million to sponsor the game. And they estimate that they got like uh, $12 million or $24 million impressions from that. Um, also, too, the the... The, I, I was explaining it to, to my wife and she was like, and I was like, this is just incredible. Watch this. Yeah. And she's like, you know, this is right here. Is this the difference between, I think, um, men's and, and women's humor? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, <laughs> but also too, another thing which I, I laughed about, um, which is true, but also too, like it made me go like, dude, like just the weirder marketing is uh, the better. Um, yes. and, and that really, that made me feel like, man, we got to get weird in 2024, Joey. I think we just got to own it, you know, like own who yeah. we are. We yes. just got to keep getting weird with our Kraken pod stuff. So like pop tart made me go, the pop tart mascot made me go like, we got to get freaking freaky deaky weird, dude. So let's go. I'm, I'm already thinking of some ideas. So let's do it. I love it. I'm, I'm all for it. The weird, the better. Uh, my second star of the week is just repair guy. I got a guy. Thank <laughs> God. I got a guy for a guy. I am that guy who has a guy typically. Um, but no, I, I just mentioned like my fucking water heater just blew out like three days ago, right after Christmas, right before the new year. And uh, it's not an, uh, an easy or a cheap repair. I'm just very thankful <laughs> that I have somebody who can do it. Uh, so I don't go a ton of money into debt and get that taken care of. So I know it's a very adulting uh, second star of the week, but uh, they're saving my ass. And in fact, if I'm a little bit distracted during the podcast, I apologize. My plumber has been texting me. Try, I'm trying to set this up and get this taken care of today ASAP so I can get hot water back at the house. Dude, um, I got to tell you is, you know, like if you're you listening um, and you are just maybe getting into think, you know, maybe you just got your first home or you're thinking about it or you don't have a, a, your own house yet. And you're thinking about that, like, you know, Joey and I, I'm, well, I'm in my forties. Joey, Joey is uh, right, Almost right there. there. Almost yeah. there. I'm not going to age you to 40 yet, but um, you've owned homes, you know, and I got to tell you is the number one greatest thing you can find is find any ser- services for your house, whether they have big fancy vans and a fleet and they're a national brand or just some dude, like it is insane how crazy it is to get folks to do shit for you yes. like you number in a timely not even not it could be they could it could be dirt cheap it could be the most expensive thing on the planet you don't know what you're going to get as far as like the people who are actually doing it so when you have somebody who who communicate actually calls you back shows up like roughly when they say they're going to show up yeah. and, do, and does the job roughly like when they say they're going to do the job and the job yeah. is like pretty good. And like, it's passable, you know, if anybody that you hire to service your house is anywhere above the bar, 
where I just sat, literally get their like email, their phone number, get their like smoke signal, get and then don't tell anybody else about them and save that person for yourself and like give them Christmas presents, bake them cookies, yeah, like gift baskets. Yeah, Jesus. If they're roofers, buy them crack. You know, like whatever it is, make <laughs> sure that you because they love crack. Roofers love crack uh, and gutter people, gutter people like uh, they do. They just love crack. Um, so get them whatever they want and just just hang on to those people. OK, like like, like anything in your life. All right. So make sure you do that. Anyway, um, yeah. second star. My second star is furniture moving. Um so my father-in-law basically said, "Hey, uh, you know, my my grandmother-in-law was moving out of a uh, into a, like a, a a more assisted living facility. She's getting old. She's like ninety six, man. She's awesome, um, but she needs more help. So she was moving out of her old assisted living place. And he's like, "Hey, do you want this piece of furniture? It's old school, like an old school furniture. And Joe, you probably know this. Like anything that's like old school, like grandma, grandpa's furniture. Yes, it's, it's like built. It was made out of like." Smells like cigarette smoke. Smells like cigarette smoke, but it was like you could literally shoot it with an uh, M16 and it would just like bounce off. It's it's like so like just well built and it's also heavy as shit. So uh, my father was like, hey, you want to get this? Like, yeah, sure. So I call it to my friends over here and um, they said, we'll come help you move out, move out. It's like, hey, uh, I, I don't know how heavy this thing is. It's probably heavy as shit. My father-in-law says it's heavy and shit. So I had like six guys show up to this um, retirement home on Saturday morning to help me out, prepared to move. And it was the lightest fucking piece of furniture ever. Um, of and it was like, God damn guys. I'm so embarrassed. Was so, foam, so, but we look like wood. We had a crew of people in this, in the retirement home. And it was like, I, I we lifted it up. Like just me and another guy. and was like, Oh shit. Um, <laughs> anyway, long story short, it was awesome to have a squad of, of friends who, who pitched in to help move because, you know, moving absolutely sucks. Yes. And it no, does. Nobody wants to help you move. They do it because they feel like they owe you something mm-hmm. or, or they're, or they're to, doing it for something later. Yeah. They're doing it for something later. Or like they like, obviously are trying to repair some great sin or something like that. You know what I mean? Like just get some good karma. Um, so anyway, the fact that they showed up was awesome. Uh, we got it done and we had a post, uh, a post move beer at 10 in the morning on, uh, last Saturday at our new house, which was awesome. So, um, anyway, the furniture moving scenario ended up being fantastic. So it was, uh, it was a good feel good moment, uh, moving some old ass furniture. So there you go. Dude, I threw my back out just thinking about helping you move. I woke up and I was like, maybe I should help Jeff move all my back. Oh, oh I can't do that. Yeah. You're to- you are helping me move. It's going to happen. Um, oh, actually, you know, what's funny is we're hiring the firefighters. Apparently like the firefighters, um, as side gigs, like they, they will move all your shit. My best um, friend's a firefighter. He's jacked as shit. If you yeah. pay him like a case of beer, he'd be like, what do you need? Let me throw yeah. this couch on my back. I got you. Not a problem. No. Um, also, yeah. too, um, well, my first star, I'll make it my first star. So I'll let you go to your first star. What, what you got? <laughs> my first star of the week is just a winter classic and also happy new year. New year, same me, because fuck it. I'm not the problem. 2024, <laughs> we're going to keep it rolling. But also just, you know, it's a new year, man. It is a chance to, cha- to kind of turn over a new leaf. Once my back is healed, we'll see how I approach things. But uh, not really a new year, new me person. It probably doesn't really shock a lot of people. Um, but also, just the Winter Classic was just awesome, man. And yes, I had to take like a 24-hour sabbatical to get over the fact that weren't able to make it. But mm-hmm. after that, just watching it and just seeing Seattle show out like that and all the support for the Kraken, 
and it does not hurt that the boys are just on an absolute fucking heater right now. Um, so yeah, all good things and just very, very, um, yeah, just all, all good things, man. I've been pumped. That's awesome, dude. Well, I, I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm, I am eyeing, like, we got to figure this out. Like I'm literally looking at like, how do we get some sponsors? How do we, uh, generate something? How do we sell some merch? How do we do the thing, Joey? Like I'm in, um, to try and get us to Seattle, uh, before the end of the regular season. So I'm looking at like that March, you know, like April, something like that to go, you know, March is, there's a lot, there's a lot of road games for the Kraken in, in March. So we might have to look at April, um, because it's like, it's crazy how much they're playing on the road in March. I was looking at that schedule, but like, yeah, I want to make this happen. Um, my dream is to bring the family out there too. Well, so let like, me get this water heater taken care of. Cause I think it's going to set me back a little bit. So, well, um, I was going to say is, uh, my first star was going to be, um, I'm going to, I'm going to host a master's party, um, you know, for the golf tournament. Nice. Like, I think we're going to ha- like ha- wear green jackets and like all that sort of stuff. Okay. And you're officially in come. You got to come, you got to come. Oh, you're going to invite me. It's not like the thing where you had like the RV to go to a game and then you did everything, but invite me. And you're like, you should have been there. I'm like, Oh, you're, we're that we're on that level now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. You're in. You know, I think after two years of doing this podcast, you're finally in. Um, but I just want to put that out there. Um, but I do want to say is my, uh, and I got to put this out there, is my resolution is intentional time. Intentional time. And the, my, my deal is this. is I want to be more conscious of like, l- stop letting time and the world like push me around and like start being more intentional with like when it's business time, it's business time. When it's podcast time, it's podcast time. When it's time with my wife, it's time with my wife. When it's time with the kids, it's time with the kids, so on and so forth. But like being very intentional with my time, um, that's that's my goal for 2024 is to be thinking about that more often because I like more, more often than not, I let a lot of things sidetrack me from being in the moment with whatever it is is going on, whether it's, you know, work and then dealing with, you know, something over here uh, with the house or family stuff. And then vice versa. So I'm literally doing it now with my plumber and I feel bad about it. So I, I get yeah. it. I get it. I'm very, very guilty of that. Having severe ADHD does not help out with that. If there was a squirrel right now in front of me. I'd be fucking off this podcast in two seconds. Oh, dude, it's uh, I'm, I'm the same exact way, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best. So um, anyway, well, happy, happy new year. Um, let's go 2024 off to a great start. Like Joey just said, man, that winter classic just felt awesome. Seattle, be proud of your team. Be proud of your city for what you did on the national stage yesterday and uh, be proud of Bowie for beating the shit out of biz nasty. Just fantastic. <laughs> Love everything Bowie's doing. Love this team. Um, we are back and ready and we are making playoffs. It is happening. We are on a roll. We are one of the best teams in the NHL right now. Own it. Love it. Let's go. Have a great week, Joey. Take care of your back. Pop some pills, uh, get your water heater fixed. And uh, we'll leave you with the very first, uh, what do we call this thing? Chirp of the week. Oh yeah, the chirp of the week for 2024. Here you go. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Kraken Pod. Here's the chirp. No surprise that his his son is a terrific goalie in his own right. Oh, oh. Right the Lord, he dropped. What's the board? On cue. Wow. That's the third time we see Jack Eichel after a chance just look straight up into the open air.